2: I'm Julie Montague, and this is American Viscountess. I'm here at Eiford Manor today, and I'm visiting our great friends, William and Marianne. I've been to the house before, but I've never properly explored the gardens, so that is what I'm about to do. (music) Nestled in a secluded valley on the Wiltshire-Somerset border in southwest England, Eiford Manor boasts one of Britain's most beautiful historic gardens. During my visit, I'll be in deep water with the head gardener, Troy. Is there a snake in here? Yeah. What? What? Getting artistic in the kitchen with head chef, Jack. Look at that. And enjoying the glorious British summer weather with William.
3: Hello. Hello. How How are are you? you? Good. Good It's So nice to see
2: you. Yeah. Now, am I just about to walk under the Eiford Wisteria?
3: Well, it's certainly one of them, but it's (laughs) the earliest. This is um, about 1820s. Wisteria only came to the UK in 1815. So this is definitely one of those very early plants and it has an amazing scent and it produces amazing flowers and it's very happy on the south face I mean, of the bath stone.
2: So I'm just trying to do my maths here. So basically this is 200 years old. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the American in me, I need to date everything. <laughs> I need to find out if it's older than my country or not. I mean, but 200 years old, incredible.
3: It's an awesome plant. All right, anyway, i right,
2: I'm gonna remember this moment. Let's go get your coffee. Okay, great. <laughs> Well, you've picked a really lovely day for me to come.
3: Thank you, it's um, <laughs> lovely to <laughs> Thank see you.
2: Thank you for bringing me here when the sun is shining. So tell me a little bit more about why your gardens are so special.
3: Well, they've got a very rich history. I, they go back to medieval times, when this was a rich factory owner's house with uh, a factory at the other end. It was two buildings. And then it was really the Georgians who did the terraforming. So all the terraces you see behind us uh, and up into the hills, those are Georgian terraces. We're talking between 1730, I suppose, and 1820, that sort of period. And the Georgians were the great builders, weren't they? they? They didn't think twice about just cutting in and building something new. And then it's Harold Pito who comes in 1899 down the hill over there on his bicycle. And he's looking for somewhere to settle down, looking for the perfect house and here he finds this jewel of a little sort of smart Georgian villa at the bottom of a steeply wooded hill facing south and with a little stream a river in front and I think when you look out that way you kind of sense maybe he felt he was on the north shore of Lake Como absolutely. or maybe Lake Garda or right. somewhere like that yes yes you know absolutely. he was in the sort of Villa Bellagio looking out <laughs> over his beautiful Glistening lakeside, but crucially setting it in England, his beloved England, because he was an Edwardian Englishman. So he's really the
2: creator of this of these gardens. He's yes. the
3: augmenter. Right, he's he the augmenter. He takes a Georgian garden and plays with it and turns it into something else. He's not a capability brand sweeping everything away to create something new. He is somebody who augments, who builds another layer of history for another one to come on top of him, that's us, and another one on top of us. And it's that extraordinary rich sort of sandwich, I suppose you would say.
2: Well, I um, like that uh, word. No, of course
3: it would. <laughs> um, but you know, that extraordinary sandwich, the filling is getting bigger. And I suppose the failure is when you're the one who puts the top on the sandwich. Yeah. Because you can, you're not continuing you're, you're not continuing You're wrapping it. it up.
2: Yep, exactly. Well, my husband wanted me to mention to you that we do have a connection. And I don't know if you're aware of this.
3: I'm not. But
2: My father-in-law, Sandwich, speaking of Sandwich, so the 11th Earl of Sandwich, my father-in-law's mother was Rosemary Pito. How extraordinary. Yeah. So her great uncle was Harold. I've always wondered
3: whether Harold Pito had an influence or vice versa or knew Mapperton. Exactly. I've always wondered that.
2: Because Mapperton's Italianate gardens were created by Athulabasher and they were created over seven years, from 1920 Mm. to 1927. Mm. So. Harold Peter was still around, right? He was
3: definitely around. He died in 1933. He would have been, I would have think by that stage in his career, advising yes. uh, rather than doing. He was in his 60s and early 70s. But I bet he went I know. to visit. I bet he went there. These gardens are 20 years prior. So this is 1900 to 1910. Yep. The cloister, which we'll see later, is 1914, right. um, pretending to be 1215, because nothing you see in this garden is quite as it seems. Don't trust anything. Don't That's trust anything. That's my best okay. piece of okay. this garden.
2: The gardens at Eiford may largely be the brainchild of one man, but it's William's parents, Elizabeth and John Cartwright Hignett, who have lovingly kept Harold Pito's vision alive for the past 50 years.
3: My mother came to Eiford in 1965. She bought Eiford um, from a nephew of Harold Pito, And she basically spent 50 years restoring Eiford. I mean, she picked it up as a 25-year-old single woman. What? Which is kind of... Um, In the 60s is kind of crazy.
2: So, your mother bought Iford age 25 and took over the running of it. That's right.
3: I mean, she was moving her family from an enormous uh, house called Aino Park. Beautiful. Yeah, 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 of course. Moved down here. Um, bit of a downsizing if you can call it that Um, still um, downsizing nevertheless and so she moved in she married my father in 1979 I think it was probably one of the best things that happened to Iford in the last 50 years because he then poured his energies into this garden for 40 years and restored the buildings and the structures so that now we're in a position to take it on For the next 50 years. Exactly.
2: uh, So you grew up here, you grew up here watching your parents run this. Exactly right. Because this is, you know, not only is this a a lot to take on, of course, but the gardens. Mm. So the gardens are what people come and see. And I actually haven't seen them yet. So what I want to do right now is go and explore these. Let's go. Maybe get get my hands a little bit dirty too.
3: Absolutely. Great.
2: (laughs) Harold Pito called these gardens paradise, and I can see why. I'm having a little wander, and there's just so much to see. I mean, it, this garden is, is, you know, terraced on so many different levels. And when you go from one level to the next, it completely changes. The gardens are planted over two and a half acres and are tended by a team of gardeners and volunteers who keep them in full bloom. It is incredible, it's just magical and there's so many places dotted around. gardens that you can just find a spot sort of contemplate because it's so peaceful it's serene the smells are incredible and again it's just an opportunity to find a spot sit down and just be I'm heading up to see Troy, the head gardener. Troy is obviously an expert here at Iford. I kind of don't know where I'm going, but I'm gonna head up the path right here. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. Hi. Hello. Oh my goodness, I found you. (laughs) I'm now in the Japanese garden, is that right? Japanese or Oriental garden? Oriental. There's so many different layers of this garden. I mean, and I don't just mean by the way that it's built up. It's, there are so many different sort of compartments, I guess, if you like.
1: What I find fascinating here is you literally walk six yards behind you and you've traveled like 6,000 miles to Europe. That's yeah. that's like the Roman Appian way, and here we are in, in Japan.
2: Right, that's where I just was. So why is it that there are so many, what was it with Harold Pito? Mm. He, he purposely did this to create these sort of different elements throughout.
1: Yeah. It was a genius, I think, you know, because there's these moments, but he doesn't try to separate them. They're very much linked, but it feels still effortless. You know, it doesn't feel awkward moving from one space to the other. I don't know how he manages to achieve that, because it's one of the most difficult aspects of garden design, if you like, the transitions. But, I mean, he went to all these places, so he traveled to Japan, I think in about 1895, very early on, really. He spent a few weeks there and brought back, obviously, the ideas and some of the things that he saw there.
2: Right, so this is kind of like a little grand tour.
1: Mm, Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Absolutely.
2: That's what it kind of feels like when I walk around. So Troy, tell me, how long have you been here as head gardener?
1: So uh, I've been here just about two years as head gardener. But I mean, I knew, I've known Eiford for a long time. It's um, the way it nestles in the landscape so beautifully was the first thing that struck me. I used to walk along the river um, about 25 years ago. Um, oh my goodness! So it's lovely to be here so, now in the garden.
2: In the garden, okay. So I, you probably get asked this all the time, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Um, what is your? Do you have a favorite part of the garden?
1: I think it is probably here. Oh, think good. I think, oh, good. It is. I think it, <laughs> there's something different about this, this this space. You know, it's not about the obvious. Right. It's about the orchestration of the greens, the dappled light. The sound of the water there, the coolness, the temperature changes dramatically, you know, just stepping into this this space. So, yeah, I think here is one of it's my favorite here. places. It's got,
2: it's got all those elements. So what can I do to help you?
1: Well, if, to, yeah, well, today I'm, well, I'm cutting you're these let me. I'm cutting these irises down today. These are right. a lovely Japanese water iris, but I think I'm okay continuing with that. Okay. What would be really useful, if you don't mind getting into the po- in, into the water,
2: I love water. Okay. I love doing, well, I mean, like, how far do you want me to go?
1: Well, it'd be really nice to, to I've got a net. Uh, we can skim off all of this kind of floating, oh. floating leaves, okay. which would be lovely.
2: Fantastic. Well, I, okay, well, did you lay these out for me? I
1: did. Uh, ex- I oh, I thought my gosh. you might, uh, you I might, have to uh, have waders <laughs> on.
2: I'm so excited. So I'm going to put these on now. I'll grab the net. Great. Okay. Fantastic. Super. So I'm just going to put these on. There's how do I look? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Troy, I'm ready.
1: So you supposed to wobble those ones.
2: Okay, but I'm going, I am <laughs> going, going in. in. Stepping I'm going in. in. I'm stepping into the unknown. Okay, that's a bit. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm stepping in. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, there we go. Me and water. We're, we do like each other. Yeah, it's. Mm-hmm. Watch
1: the um, the deep bit. Where's the DJ? <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, okay. So I'm just, all this.
1: Yes, please.
2: Okay, okay. All this. Okay, super.
1: Just like a surface skim.
2: Surface, surface so a little bit higher up.
1: Yeah, and probably the net a bit more horizontal. So okay. that's it. Yeah, like, and just kind of drop in and then.
2: So, so it's not over the edge. I think that was my issue. Okay, that's not a very good job. You Perfect. Mean, that's really? Okay, okay so yeah. now and where do I put it? And
1: then just swivel around and flick it onto the edge.
2: I'm just curious. these They don't have any holes in them, do they? <laughs> no, no. It's feeling a bit... It's feeling a bit cold. Okay, so sla- So it's like a pancake, right?
1: Yeah.
2: Okay. On here? Yeah,
1: thank you. One, two, three.
2: Okay. And
1: then you just carry on?
2: And then I can just... I don't yeah, know, have to flip it back that's around. that's no. Okay, so I'm going to go under here. So am I, how fast do you normally do this?
1: Well, we like to do it every week and yeah. probably about two hours. So it's, it's quite a commitment, but I think that surface, the clarity of the water is yeah. quite important and because you, we're in there, we are stirring it up, but that all settles.
2: That, that all settles, yeah. the, the stirrup. Okay, yeah, wow, wow. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna be here, at Troy, for like two hours. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> So we've got the weeds, uh, the leaves here, but also some of that blanket weed as well. which
2: Okay, which so I am trying to get the leaves in, yes? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay, I see a dragonfly there.
1: Oh, uh, so much wildlife, it's great in here. This year we've seen so many things. There's frogs, toads, newts, snakes.
2: Wait, I, I'm sorry, say that again? <laughs> Wait, are there, no, No, I'm fine with frogs, I'm fine with toads, fine with newts, I swim with them. Snakes, I have an issue. Are there snakes in here?
1: We've seen snakes swimming in here.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: Listen, okay. The safe ones—they're only grass snakes.
2: They're just grass. I didn't know grass snakes could. Sw- you think? Joy! <laughs> you're, you're putting me into snakes. I have a, I have, I do have a fear of snakes and cows, but they're—they're they're not like gonna attack me,
1: right? You just might scoop one up in your net. Oh yeah, there's one.
2: What? <laughs> what? Shut up! Is there a snake in here? Oh my gosh! I, I think. Steven, did you really see a snake? You did. Oh my gosh, I mean, I'm really bad at this. <laughs> Sorry, Troy. Coming up on American Viscountess at Iford Manor, I'll be going on a tour around the garden with the owner, William. This is the wow moment right here. It kind here. of is. This is it wow. Kind of is.